Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the station bringing you every Broncos game. Touchdown, Denver! This is Broncos Country Tonight. Presented by Betfred Sports. Never miss a bet with Betfred Sports on KOA. I mean, the Beatles, right? I mean, you have to play the Beatles if we're talking about British bands of all time. Is that your? Is that the best? It's probably the best British band of all time, right? I mean, and I, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm a big Led Zeppelin guy, but of course, you got the Stones. Well, define best. Yeah, that, you're right. It's subjective, right? I mean, the hits. I guess the amount of hits they have. Beatles impact has to be number one, right? I think most most impactful. I would have to say Beatles. Uh, if you're going to tell me the best British band of all time, I think Oasis has to be up there. Oh, you really said Oasis in the same conversation yeah. as the Beatles? 100%. I absolutely <laughs> did. <laughs> Even Liam Gallagher's like, I don't, don't, don't bring us into this it's one. It's the one thing that could bring Noel and Liam together. <laughs> they, yes, we are. Yes, we absolutely are. Uh, you know, it's not often we get to both be right about something. And our next guest was so wrong about it, but was willing to come on the show to admit how wrong he was. As I look at the current standings in the Kansas City Chiefs are number one in the NFL in points per game. I think they're number one in passing yards per game. I know Patrick Mahomes is second in the league right now. Oh, you must have Zach Seegers on the we line right now. Zach Seegers on the KOA Centura Health Hotline. And I got to give Zach credit. There are some people... Meet or otherwise, that would not face the music, but he boldly predicted in the offseason that the Chiefs were going to take a step back offensively, and he was, uh, well, brave enough to come back here on the show to talk about it. Well, Hi, Zach. I, I get- and, and, you know, I, I got to say, this this sucks. I need to adopt the, the long popular strategy of just, you know, hammer my take forever. Never, <laughs> never admit I'm wrong. Never Die on this. I need to, I well, need Zach, I'm that strategy. Yeah, Zach, I, I'm here in London right now, and I've just got to ask you: How does that crow taste? Man, uh, great, great. Uh, uh, took the beak out, deep fried it. Um, you know, it was a, it was a tasty meal. It was rough. I, I so I said it would be the worst offense of the Patrick Mahomes era. Something I just thought about, and I wish I looked it up. I, I should have been more prepared for this. Uh, I wonder if offense being down around the league, if it still somehow maybe is the least productive of the Mahomes era. But nonetheless, I was horribly wrong about it. Uh, I think that, that was they'd be outside the top nine, and, and that's not going to happen this year, barring significant injury, which was the uh, asterisk that would have gotten Ben out uh, of the bet anyways. Um, I will say an important note on all of this was I was given a hundred to one odds on an a hundred dollar bet. Like that is that is odds boosted to the moon. No one no one has a sponsorship deal that good where you're getting a hundred to one odds. 
on on the Chiefs taking a step back after Tyree Kilby. So you know what? I I thought, hey, you know what? There's a good chance I make ten thousand dollars, and that's a stupid amount of money. Let's roll the dice on it, and it uh, did not uh, come up in my favor. I, I can appreciate the bravado, though. I think my favorite part of our all our conversations during training camp was how you were telling me that Travis Kelsey is about to, to really fall off a cliff in production. And he okay, leaves. Some of these numbers are hollow. Some of these what? numbers oh, are hollow. Hold on. 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 Hold I mean, if, if if the Broncos' offense wasn't so defunct, they could have some guys sitting those. Um, no, I'm kidding. He, he hasn't fallen off uh, to the extent um, I thought he would. He is still uh, a, a very good tight end. I do think he's not the uh, uh, game-breaking player he was in the past. I'll stand by that. Uh, he is winning in a different way than he has in the past, um, but he is still uh, one of the very best offensive weapons in the sport. So that was that was the other miss. Uh, from me there, but where's Sky Moore? Okay, where's that, no, where's where is Sky Moore? Chiefs running game. Where where's this Chiefs running game that was hyped up to me all off season? That was part of the. Do season. you really? I'll, I'll believe this oh, running on. game stuff when we see it. And uh, <laughs> that that one I was a little right on. So not not the total lift, but a pretty pretty bad one. Man, hold, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh no, 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 no. Much time on it. This is ridiculous. Okay, hold on. Let me let me back up here. Do you do you really want the Chiefs to get a run game and an additional receiver ramped up with what they're doing already? I'm just trying to have some Pyrrhic victory. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Listen, if you keep moving the goalposts off the planet, eventually you are going to win this thing. I I'm I'm with you on it. Keep Hey, just keep doubling down, tripling down. You you can convince us all that Pat Sertan was the wrong pick. I, I think you could absolutely beat uh, uh, beat this thing eventually. That's my thing. I wanna I wanna uh, just never admit I'm wrong. I'm always right. Reality is what I say it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I do want to ask you about the Broncos while we got you again. Zach Seegers from Mile High Sports, uh, one of our faves. Definitely a good guy. That's we love checking in. Apollo Creed treatment. Goodness. Yes. Well, I mean, listen. You 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 came on with a lot of bravado, and and we appreciated that. But we told you that the moment that this very clearly was going to be an L for you, we we're going to have you back on. To 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 eat that L on air, and that's that's really what. This and to is be all fair, about. to be fair, Apollo Creed won that first fight. That's true. You know, like people forget that Apollo Creed won that I first fight. So you know, well, I, that was my Drew Locke moment. That was my Drew Locke moment, <laughs> and then this is my uh, this is the Ivan Drago fight. The Chiefs moment is is my Ivan Drago. Okay. All right. All right. So you know, there's a lot of young people listening to this show right now that have no idea what we're talking about. At all. Move on. At all, yeah. They, they they haven't seen a single Rocky movie. You should get guys, guys, watch Rocky. It, it's entertaining up through the fir- first four movies. Uh, all and, right. and you know, to be fair, to be fair, with the remakes, with the with the modern, with the Creed series of movies, Zach is like my son, so it makes it makes perfect sense. Oh my sense. gosh! Oh my gosh! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! <laughs> Got to keep the punches above the belt here, Ben. Okay, now let's let's. I, I want to ask you about the messaging from the Broncos this week. All right, I want to ask you what you made of George Payton, Greg Pinner, the the way that they they've sort of been presenting this as, hey, it's this is we sort of expected that it was going to take a little bit of time. Uh, how how are you feeling about? It? How do you think Broncos fans, based on your reaction, are feeling about that? Yeah, I think Broncos country has it's mixed. 
There's some upset, which I think is understandable because this project or product rather isn't acceptable at all. It's, it's well behind schedule. No one thought the offense would be this bad. No one thought Russell Wilson would be producing like one of the very worst quarterbacks in the NFL. And whether you think that's Hackett or Russ, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no one expected it would be this bad. Um, but what's the GM going to say? He's going to come in halfway through the season and just go like, yeah, no, we really don't believe in Hackett. This is a train wreck, folks. And then just ensure that the locker room totally abandons their head coach. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Um, I, I think you saw a little more of, um, you know, if you're talking about the messaging, I think it was smart messaging to go out in front of the cameras and give the company line and then go uh, to the Denver Post with Kisla and give a little more fire and brimstone, uh, which is what he did, because that's not going to get picked up to the same extent by ESPN and NFL Network and whatever. Like, uh, uh, we saw the Zach Stevens tweet about high knees just immediately. That's on Twitter. Everyone sees it. It gets super viral, and NFL Network's like, hey, can we use this on the air? And ESPN's like, hey, can we use this on the air? Uh, God. George Thayden was smart to avoid that kind of uh, uh, media firestorm moment, but I don't think it necessarily is reflective of the conversations that Penner and Peyton are having uh, behind closed doors. I tend to agree, and I would say further that, uh, that there is a public narrative of confidence in Nathaniel Hackett that is undermined by the second half of sentences in those public narratives about confidence in Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, you look at what the ownership had to say, and there were, you know, we, we absolutely have confidence in Nathaniel Hackett, comma, but we're always evaluating. And if you look at what Peyton said, if you look at what, you know, the Walt Pettigrew said, everything about that is they desperately want Nathaniel Hackett to grow into the coach that they envisioned when George Payton hired him. But at the same time, they understand that that is not a realistic expectation at this point, that while they want that to happen and they're going to try to give him every opportunity for that to happen, at the same time, they understand that the realistic outcomes are a lot smaller than that and that they are prepared to move on if they continue to look embarrassing, if they continue to look like they don't have competent leadership uh, you know how, how would you feel about if the team was had an embarrassing performance against the Jaguars how would you feel about Dom Capers taking over as interim head coach and 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 Kubiak taking over as offensive coordinator you know it can't be worse like maybe the play, I, I would take a temperature read of the locker room and feel like where are the players at on the Hackett? are they really going to battle living and dying with this guy and and you know, would really be upset to see him go? Or are they kind of like, man, the Austin impression, Austin Powers impressions are getting old. You know, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm cool on that. Uh, we're two and six. Get that out of my face. Um, if it's the latter, then yeah, I, I don't think going to Dom Caper is going to hurt anything. Nathaniel Hackett has been one of the uh, least competent head coaches we've ever seen. Um, the fact that we're already at this point uh, discussing whether or not he's going to get fired, there hasn't been a coach let go this soon into uh, his first year as a coach since 1978, like, <laughs> which was the same year uh, or the season after that the Broncos made their first Super Bowl. Like, it's been a long, long time. And that was you know, through Urban Meyer kicking players and, and getting lap dances and everything. He, he survived longer than this. Um, so that would be the one concern. You're having a new ownership group come in, and immediately they're setting uh, a pretty extreme historical precedent with uh, how short a leash Nathaniel Hackett had. Now, it's a unique situation. They didn't hire Hackett. Um, 
uh, uh, Hackett also has been so obviously bad. I think prospective coaches around the league could see that. But it is a, a omen that the next coaching candidate will keep in mind when they're interviewing for the Broncos' job. Um, if the Waltons uh, uh, back up the Brinks truck for him, maybe it doesn't matter. Well, and that's that's an interesting point you bring up is about the reputation, right? I mean, if you fire a first-year head coach in season when you you could have let him finish out the year, it's not like you're going to get a jump on hiring anybody at that point. So I, I do think that there are repercussions for that. Last one I have for you, though, is it feels like the rooting interest for Broncos fans maybe is teetering a bit towards moving on from Nathaniel Hackett. Where do you where do you stand? Are, are you let him finish out the year and let's just see how this thing looks then because, again, you won't be able to hire anybody? Or are you, hey, this is a, a moment here where some accountability, you have to show something to the fan base that you're looking at this and saying it's unacceptable? Yeah, the moment I'd let Hackett go is the moment, um, one, the locker room thing that I mentioned earlier, like where's the temperature of the locker room at? And two, do you believe that he is the coach on this staff with the best chance of making Wilson work? Because let's be real, that's what this Broncos season is about at this point. They are locked in with Wilson um, for at least next season, and then maybe they could get out of it in a real painful fashion. But he's the quarterback for at least next year. So how do we get it to where we're entering 2024, or 2023 rather, with optimism instead of this uh, misery we're currently uh, in the middle of? Um, and if you think that's with Hackett and maybe getting some experience in this complex offense, you know, that's thing uh, that we were all saying, you know, maybe two or three weeks into the season before it, it really got so dire. Um, or maybe you're like, Hackett is so over his skis. It's not happening here. It, it, we've got to go with Clint Kubiak. Um, in which case, I think that's when you make the firing because it, it's all about Russell Wilson right now. So who is the best chance of making Russell Wilson work? I can definitely see the argument for Hackett at this point, but if you're going to go, uh, I mean, see the argument for Kubiak at this point, but if they're going to stick uh, with Hackett for a few more weeks, I can't fault him. Yeah, uh, I think that's uh, very logical and, and fact-based, something that you apparently didn't really have when you started talking about the Kansas City Chiefs this offseason. So good for you to round the corner on that. And Zach, you're one of our favorites. We appreciate you coming on, man. You know what? This just reminded me I need to take more Drew Locke with victory lap. I was taking the high road with y'all. This is, man, I'm going to be such a pain. I'm on the Russell Wilson ain't turning it around bandwagon. Let's get that cemented right now. No way. Get that soundboard, audio by fix. He's not turning around. He's over the hill. And, and have me on for that one or get ready for the most obnoxious victory lap you've ever seen. How could you take a victory lap on Drew Locke, though? Imagine how much better the Seahawks offense would be if the superior quarterback were playing over Geno Smith right now. Oh, that's you don't even believe that, Ben. You don't even believe that. Gino is balling. I'll say this, though. Drew Locke? I think might have led this team to a better record through seven. Oh, here we go. Ooh, 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 ooh. You know it's Drew spicy. Locke. You know how I feel about Drew Locke. <laughs> Man, this is spicier than mango habanero right now. Man, you're just uh, on a Friday night here. People are trying to wind down for the evening, and somebody seriously, somebody just had to. People are trying over. to put their kids to bed, and Zach Seegers is out here flaming them. Dude, uh, Zach, always good, man. We appreciate you. Appreciate you, Ryan. Appreciate you, Ben. Have a good one. All right. Zach Seegers. All right now, brother. <laughs> he's so much fun. At Zach Seegers. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's great. Uh, he's with Mile High Sports on the Let's Talk Broncos podcast. Some of our favorite people. 
And and again, you know, to know that, like he knew what this was going to be. And I, I, this wasn't a surprise. I told him because he had reached out to me uh, earlier this week, said he went and picked up Kadarius Tony in fantasy to sort of show up that, Hey, yeah, you know, I was wrong about this thing. And I'm like, the timing couldn't be better, man. We need to stop talking about the Broncos for two minutes. And he, I see where he wanted to go with it. Right. I see why he thought, you know, maybe this be ahead of things and boy, he would look brilliant if the chiefs did take a step back without Tyreek Hill. Meanwhile, um, no, that's, that's not the case. They did not. I'm disappointed the lack of Tony, Tony, Tony references. Uh, I'm here for the wet, wet, wet references just for symmetry. But uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I think Zach's a good dude and he learned his lesson on this one. No, he didn't. He, he absolutely did not. <laughs> he's 100% going to be, he's just going to find something else. Like you said, he thinks the Broncos would have had more wins with Drew Locke. That right there, that right there is going to send. Broncos fans into a frenzy. That's not the kind of that is not the kind of attitude we need right now. We need to be united. Zach, don't throw out the throw pebbles out there. Broncos fans are going through enough. Is 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 has the Seegers paradox come to fruition where he both hates Drew Locke and still thinks they would be more successful <laughs> with Drew Locke? I'm just wondering if he's got Drew Locke tattoo just yet. That's what I'm wondering. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Lower back. All right, we'll come back with the NFL six-pack next. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the station bringing you every Broncos game. Touchdown, Denver! This is Broncos Country Tonight. Presented by Betfred Sports. Never miss a bet with Betfred Sports on KOA. I figured we'd get this one after the whole Ben saying Oasis is the best British band of all time. I knew we'd probably get some kind of Oasis song. I just didn't know you were a big Wonderwall guy, Ben. Well, I mean, you know, there are so many songs to choose from. I, I figured I would stick with one of the popular ones so you would understand the, okay. the, the brilliance rather than just burying you in deep cuts that were, you know, above your head. Because for me, I would go out with Cast No Shadow. Which is what I attempted to go with. Uh, I texted Grant that, but I know you did. he decided to... Uh, he decided to go with something else. So I was like, well, that's, that's fine. If you want a lesser song, that's that's entirely up to you. It's not even their best song, though, man. Don't look back in anger. What's the story, Morning Glory? I mean, come on. There are so many Yeah, better. Cast No Shadow, I think, is a better song strictly from a lyrical standpoint, whereas oh. the music in and of itself could be, you know, Champagne Supernova. There are plenty to choose from. I think the lyrical content of Cast No Shadow, which is a more personal dive into their relationship with Burr frontman Richard Ashcroft than in, uh, uh, than anything else. Oh, look at you, man. Are you going to start doing some slam poetry or something? I, mean, I feel like I'm back in the coffee shop in the 90s. I mean, do you really want to hear the history of this of the song? or? I mean, I think I got it. Yeah, I mean, again, the, the verb, the lead singer of the verb. I, I got it. 
I, I can go into more detail, and that is sad. <laughs> and that is sad. But I bet this really killed when you were on tour with Coldplay, going city to city with them. I bet this this kind of knowledge of Oasis was, was really big with them. You know, it didn't come up. Uh, when we were discussing Ron Sexsmith's catalog, the opener for Coldplay at the time, uh, that did not really come up. Oh, interesting. You and Gwyneth sharing a... Shared a quesadilla late nights didn't come up, huh? You know, it just it just didn't. Her uh, her lackluster performance in Shakespeare in Love did. You're gonna slam Shakespeare in Love? Come on now, be better than that. That that, that movie in and of itself, I'm not slamming. I'm slamming her performance or oh. her lackluster and weak performance in the face of uh, Mr. Fines, who did a fantastic job. He was fantastic, right? As young Shakespeare, he was brilliant. He's brilliant. Okay. By the way, speaking of which, uh, I walked by the Globe today. Oh, yeah? How was that? Yeah. Uh, fascinating. It really puts you into perspective when you realize how young America is relative to the rest mm. of the world. Mm, indeed. Indeed. I didn't know you walked. That's 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 a new one. I thought you'd have Ubered, <laughs> Ubered past it. <laughs> There's really no place to drive uh, when you're wa- when you're on the River Thames. You either have to be uh, in a boat or you're walking. So, <laughs> All right, man. You can stream us on the iHeartRadio app. Search for KOA. There's a talkback microphone in the upper corner. Leave us messages like this one. The Broncos are in London. All right. Let's go, Broncos. Thank you guys for making my commute a lot better. Even though Benjamin is away over there having some pumpkin spice latte, I'm assuming with some, I don't know, chicken strips and four bowls of honey mustard. You guys really cheer us up. Thanks for everything you guys do, and go Broncos. Let's go for that win. Appreciate it, man. Is Somebody that, knows me entirely too well. Yeah, chicken strips and, and four bowls. Yeah, that, has been, that has been to a T. That or queso. Do they have queso yeah. over there? Uh, they don't. They also they barely have honey mustard. Um, I, I, in fact, I didn't even get a chance to get chicken strips this evening. I had some kind of shepherd's pie thing. I don't really know what that is, but uh, I ate it. You ate it, huh? They they just put food in front of you and you and you just ate it. You didn't even ask questions. They did. I was at the uh, the the Broncos country party at the Broncos bar uh, in the VIP section with Rick Lewis, Susie Wargen, our own Brandon Kristall, a few other people, and uh, you know I I, I just uh, I partook of the British food up there, and that's what mm. they had. All right, is there a cleaning crew nearby? Because there's again all the name drops. It's it's kind of ridiculous right now. Yeah, you know I felt like a regular BK. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, and with that, let's get to it. Our NFL six pack. It's time for the NFL six pack. I'm going to drink a lot of beer tonight. Insight and inside information you can't find anywhere else. Now, six. The top six NFL headlines. One. All right. We will finish out our pick 'em coming up in a little bit. But first, we're going to do our NFL six pack. We'll start with the Eagles, who are. Apparently not trying to trade for Alvin Kamara. There was a bunch of rumors floating around on Twitter there for a minute that the Eagles were hot in pursuit of Alvin Kamara. They just weren't willing to come up to the demands of the Saints. The Saints wanted their first round pick back. Kind of reminded me of draft day for a minute there, but just weren't interested in dealing. Now we're finding out that this thing isn't even happening. What are you hearing? 
it was never happening. Uh, it was uh, it was a and I'm going to use the verb report surrounded by air quotes, uh, founded by a, an account called ML Football that is a total fraud on Twitter. Uh, it's entirely made up, and there was no truth to it whatsoever. In fact, the only running back the Eagles didn't even acquire about was Kareem Hunt. It wasn't even uh, Alvin Kamara. So, uh, whatever the, whatever the case may be, whatever the reporting is on that, it's false. Uh, they they acquired by Kareem Hunt. They never got anything done there, and that's where that stands. Okay, next story. Two. Well, speaking of running backs, Cam Akers is not going to play in this uh, game for the Rams coming up. Again, a healthy scratch. Van Jefferson, by the way, is back, so good news there for the Rams. But Cam Akers, what are you hearing about his possible trade destinations? Well, I think that Cam Akers is uh, is going to be dealt by the Rams. Um, I don't believe that, uh, that, that necessarily it's going to be a huge deal uh, in terms of what they recoup. Um, I think that uh, I, I think that uh, you know in the end, if you, if you look at what uh, the Rams are trying to do, uh, they're trying to clean house with this kid. They, they they tried to give him every opportunity they could. They couldn't get anything done. They couldn't get him on the same page that they were on. So they're trying to move him. Uh, there hasn't been much movement in terms of the market for him. I know that the media is all over that. There hasn't been much movement in the market for him. So. In the end, uh, I think they will get him moved. I just don't think it's going to be for much. Okay, next story. Three. Yeah, I guess there's not a lot of leverage there for Cam Akers in that trade when you're just not even playing him. Uh, the Bucks have placed Shaq Barrett on injured reserve. That was a tough loss there for Tampa Bay last night. He's got a torn Achilles. And, of course, I mean, I'm not going to make this part of the six-pack, but Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen also officially announced their divorce. What's going on with the Bucks, in your opinion? Well, I think it's a combination of things. You've had some injuries. Uh, you've got an aging roster. You've got a staff that doesn't have Bruce Arians, uh, you know, uh, calling the plays. He's kind of got an overview kind of thing, and the offense just isn't the same. You know, Byron Leftwich for better or worse, has not been able to navigate that offense to the success that it's had before. Uh, I think having Bruce Arians in there and taking, you know, the requisite number of deep shots that – uh, that he wants to do and getting guys out of their comfort zone, I, I think that was good for them. And I think the fact that Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich, who had kind of a synergy and not having Bruce Arians to push them to areas they didn't want to go, I don't think that's good for them. And I think you look at this, I think you've got an offensive line, stop blocking as well. You, like I said, an aging team, an aging defense, and they're just not able to do the things that they've been able to do the last couple of years. All right, next story. Four. Jamar Chase is going to miss some time, probably around four to six weeks, but the Bengals aren't necessarily thinking IR, at least not yet. Uh, what do you what do you think is going to happen here with Jamar Chase, and why do you think that they're maybe delaying the decision with his hip injury to place him on IR? Well, uh, you know, with with Jamar Johnson, they're, they're, I mean, uh, with with uh, Jamar Chase, excuse me, they're they're hoping that uh, uh, that he could heal faster than what is expected. And, and Chase has always had a history of being able to heal quickly from injuries. They are hoping that that's going to be the case. There, they're going to leave him off the IR and, and just see. Uh, with that situation, uh, a lot of that I think is more desperation than anything else. I don't think that that's medically sound advice, but they are going to try and see if he can heal faster than uh, people traditionally expect to heal from that injury and go from there all right next story five well we're all watching to see what happens with bradley chubb as he said he wants to remain a bronco but you've been reporting now for a little while that 
with Bradley Chubb. He's earning $12.716 million base this year. He's set to be a free agent next year. Five and a half sacks. He, there's a market for him one way or the other. So the Broncos lost. Let's, let's put some percentages on this. The Broncos win. How likely percentage-wise he gets traded? The Broncos lose. How likely percentage he gets traded? I think both percentages are pretty high. There have been some okay. some teams calling with um, you know pretty pretty significant offers. Um, I, I think that uh, a lot of teams pushing for a stretch run are looking to add him to their roster. Um, you know, as far as putting an actual percentage on, I don't know how to put a number on that per se. At the same time, you know, feeling the situation out, talking to some people, I really don't feel like he's going to be here next year. I just don't. And I feel like they want to get the maximum amount of value for that. If they let him walk at the end of the year, it's a choice between just letting him walk free and clear, get the third round of the compensatory or tagging and trading uh, via the franchise tag. But that loses leverage with Draymond Jones, who they are uh, very keen on signing. So I think at the end of the day, um, I, I think if the right trade package were to be put in front of them, I think they move them this week, regardless of win or loss. Yeah, that's that's tough. And and certainly this was a conversation we had coming into the season. I think, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I do think the emergence of Baron Browning did shift things. If, if Baron maybe was a little slow getting to being the player he is right now, maybe they consider a different route here with Bradley Chubb. But after watching Baron Browning, you already made the financial commitment to Randy Gregory. I still think there's a scenario where you could keep all of them, but I understand for the Broncos right now, you have to have some priorities. Yeah, you know, I, uh, again, I, I think Bradley Chubb is, is is an excellent player. I think he's, you know, he's fantastic, and I think he belongs on this team. But at the end of the day, Draymond Jones has been, you know, kind of key to making this thing work. The emergence of Aaron Browning and the payment of Randy Gregory kind of sort of, uh, I don't want to say makes Chubb expendable, but it gives you kind of a confidence that you can move forward from that. And I, I think that's where the Broncos are. All right, last one. Six. So I didn't get a chance to get your reaction yesterday to the Kadarius Tony trade, but Jeremy Fowler reported earlier today that the Chiefs and Giants were talking all the way back in the spring about getting a trade done. I heard saw some report out there that there was some disagreement about Kadarius Tony's health and his hamstring with the Giants. Can you maybe fill in some of the gaps on why this deal got done when it did? Yeah, um, it was intended to be done before the season. Then there was some health issues. There were some other things. They've been look. They've been keen. This current staff, excuse me, has been keen to move him for a while. There's a connection with Kansas City because obviously Mike Kafka, the former uh, you know Kansas City Chief uh, staffer, there is in uh, New York now with the Giants. Um, you know he he kind of vouched for him as a player. Uh, but at the same time, Tony just didn't have the right attitude to, to buy in what the staff wanted. The staff just didn't have a place for him. So uh, I think it was kind of a best of both worlds kind of deal. Will Tony ultimately become the best self of him that he could become? I don't know. But uh, I think if you are, you know, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you got to take a flyer on that. Andy Reid's always been pretty good at getting the, the kind of production of those kind of guys. Uh, that said, Kadarius, Tony's got to keep his head in the game. You know, uh, it's got to be more about football than about collecting a paycheck and right now Darius Tony has more hit singles or excuse me more singles on Spotify hit being a loose term than uh, than he does receptions of the NFL I see what you did there I see what you did there all right there you go that is our NFL six pack as we take a tour around the NFL we'll post it up at broncoscountrytonight.com before we finish out our picks 
Want to remind you guys that uh, we have, if you know a Colorado family of a veteran or active military deserving a helping hand, submit a nomination story for KOA's fifth annual Heroes Thank You now until midnight on December 4th at KOAColorado.com. We're going to pick five stories, five families. Ben, myself, Broncos legend Rod Smith, we're going to hand deliver $2,500 checks to each winning family. But again, we really, really need your help. This doesn't happen without you guys. Yeah, that's right. Go to kycolorado.com slash contest. Put those nomination stories in. We read each and every one of them. We personally read each and every one of them. This isn't like a, uh, we have an intern doing that stuff. We we actually read each and every one of them. This is near and dear to us, uh, myself and Ryan. And, you know, we, we love we love doing this. This is this is the highlight of our year. So uh, if you guys could help us out, we got the money to give away. Just tell us where it needs to go. Go to kycolorado.com slash contest. Put the nomination stories in, and then we know where to put the money. It's KOA's A Hero's Thank You, courtesy of Circle K Canvas Credit Union, McDivitt Law Firm, Front Range Outdoor Living, and Heart Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electric. Again, go to koacolorado.com slash contest. All right, let's finish out our pick here. Again, koacolorado.com is where you can go to check out our Pro Pick'em Challenge presented by Circle K. And we're going to go to Monday Night Football and... My goodness, we could not round out the pickup without hearing the Cincinnati Bengals because this is the best play-by-play team in the game besides Dave Logan and Rick Lewis, clearly. Burrow in the gun, Mixon to his right. Fakes to Joe Mixon. Burrow throwing deep down Got the middle him. of the field. Tyler oh, Boyd baby. over the shoulder catch at the 16. Woo. And he streaks into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals, as Joe Burrow floats a perfect ball down the middle of the field. 60 yards for a touchdown to Tyler Boyd. And this is Bengals radio. This is the Battle of Ohio. Browns are 2-5. and five. Certainly a disappointing season for them, but the Bengals are back on track at 4-3. and three. Grant, who day? Who day? Who day think they... How does it go again? Who they think gonna um, beat them Bengals? That's it. I, I still can't. Not remember the that. Browns. Not the Browns. Give me the Bengals. No battle for Ohio anymore. The Bengals have taken control <laughs> of the state. <laughs> Bengals back to the Super Bowl. Give me the Bengals Ooh, this week. Bengals back to the Super Bowl. Wow, right. <laughs> I like, I like it. Hey, a little, little bold there, but I like it. All right, Ben. Bold move. Ben, what do you think about this game? Well, the Bengals are absolutely not going back to the Super Bowl, but uh, you know what? Every, every game I've picked against the Browns so far, I've been totally wrong on. So let's keep that streak alive. I'll take the Bengals in this one, uh, which means the Browns will wind up winning somehow. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I, yeah, even with the injury, I think the uh, the Bengals win this one. Okay. I got the Bengals as well, and I haven't been the jinx that Ben has been, so I feel pretty good about that. Finally, the game in Jacksonville, or the game in London, Jacksonville hosting the Broncos. It's kind of the game for Jacksonville, right? I mean, it's kind of their home field. They've been out there every single year. Jacksonville's favored, but, man, they do make mistakes. 23-17, the Jags trail, empty backfield. Three-man rush, he drops. Trevor fires toward the end zone. That ball is going to be caught, but he's tackled around the one-yard line, and the clock is going to run out. He is going to be tackled at the one-yard line, and that is how the game is going to end. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That is the Jaguars radio on the call. Jacksonville right now favored by two and a half. I'll start with you, Ben. What do you think? Well, I, you know, that, that one yard line had shades of Kevin Dyson. And I think, you know, Dyson is apropos because this whole thing sucks. Uh, both these two teams <laughs> are terrible right now. 
Um, and I think that, uh, I, you know, it, it really is a get right game for one of these two teams. It's just a question of which one it's going to be. And I hope it's going to be the Broncos. So I'm going to pick the Broncos in this one. But I'm telling you, my faith in picking the Broncos is shaky. All right, Grant. I have zero faith in picking the Broncos. I pick them every week and they lose. So I'm going to pick the Jaguars there and hope go. the Broncos win. I like that. I like that. One of us has got to do it. I got the Broncos winning this one. But like the ground attack's going to work. They're going to slow down the ground attack for the Jacksonville Jaguars, much to the chagrin of Ben Albright and his Travis Etienne ownership in uh, fantasy football. And I got the Broncos grinding out a win in this one. So we'll see. Ben and I will be on tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Just a reminder, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. for the Betfred Sports opening line. Okay? You want to tune in? We'd love to hear from you. Broncos country tonight, KOA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.